Across the 40, coming look near side, look 35, out. needs a block, gets outside, no. at the 20, he's going to the house, 10, 5, touchdown Kentucky! From the UK Sports Network, this is Big Blue Nation Radio. The second for one, makes the turn, got him, game's over, Kentucky wins! Interact with the show by calling 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287 or statewide at 800-606-GAME. That's 800-606-4263. Touchdown! Kentucky! Victory! Kentucky! Or tweet the show at UK Sports Network. And for the eighth time, college basketball's national championship trophy is coming home to Kentucky. Now your host, Darren Hedrick. And we welcome you into another edition of Big Blue Nation Radio, presented by Clark's Pump and Shop. I am Darren Hedrick, and over the next 30 minutes, we'll chat with Christy Thomas of the UK Sports Network. We'll break down uh, the weekend and hoops action with the men's team winning a big one on the road at Florida. The Kentucky women, uh, women finishing a tough stretch of games against top 12 opponents. They started off by winning at home against Arkansas, winning on the road at Mississippi State, this past week, though, fell on the road at A&M and then dropped a tough five-point game to fifth-ranked South Carolina at home yesterday. So we'll talk basketball. Also, a little bit of football with Christy as uh, we go through the show here this evening. So stay tuned for the next 30 minutes. It's Big Blue Nation Radio presented by Clark's Puppin' Shop here on the UK Sports Network. We welcome you back to Big Blue Nation Radio here on the UK Sports Network. As we go to our Clark's Pump and Shop phone lines, we welcome in Christy Thomas from the UK Sports Network. You can also hear her on the SEC Plus Network calling some women's basketball games. Christy, thanks as always for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Well, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to join you. Absolutely. Uh, And you know what? Right now with this men's basketball team, let's just start there since we just heard from uh, John Calipari a few minutes ago on his uh, weekly radio show Coming off a big win over Florida, it is amazing to see the turnaround of this team in three games. They just uh, You could see the confidence building. They got the win over Mississippi State, the confidence build against Vanderbilt, and then it all kind of came together with Keon Brooks' return against Florida. It, it has been an amazing uh, run of three games here, Darren, and I think that you know as I watch each game, I really attribute one thing to some growing confidence, and that and they're just building off of that. I think it started with Dante Allen sure. and him coming in, being able to knock down some shots. When this is a team that has really struggled, regardless of where they're taking shots from, they have struggled to score. So around the rim, from the three-point line, no matter what, they have struggled to score. Dante Allen comes in and really gives everybody a shot in the arm, gives everybody the confidence to say, hey, I can make a shot as well, too. And I don't care what sport you're playing. You know, I think, of course, I played college basketball, but it's kind of like anything. It's baseball, softball. Um, when the batter in front of you gets a hit, something about that just starts to build confidence for everybody after you. And I think that's what Dante did in his big breakout game. And then you just start to see Olivier Saar come alive, and you yeah. start to see him believe in himself. I think Olivier is a guy that has really worn his lack of confidence all over his face and shoulders. His body language has said it all, and you're starting to see him really um, 
you know, kind of get his his uh, swag back a little bit, his swagger back, and then to bring Keon Brooks in, who's a guy that we really didn't know what to expect from him, having been out for so long, and give this team so much energy. He plays with such intensity. I just think so many things are, you know, each one of those things has been such a building block for this team to get these three wins under their belt, and it's pretty remarkable to see. Yeah, and with Keon's return, I know a lot of fans were hoping that he would be able to make a positive impact being on the court. I don't think anybody really thought he would play 25 minutes, though, in his first game back and score 12 points, but he he was a huge factor against the Gators on Saturday. Well, listen, so for BB and Game Day, which is a weekly TV show I do on the UK Network with um, Keith Farmer, weekly we will interview Jack Goose Givens, and mm-hmm. we asked Jack that last week, how much do you think we'll see him? How much do you think we'll play? And Goose was kind of like everybody else. He said, I don't think you'll see him play much. I don't think we're going to see <laughs> a lot of minutes out of him. But um, at the same time, too, when you've got a guy like that that will come in and play with such a sense of urgency and, you know, has some experience under his belt and, um, you know, can play with so much intensity, it was hard to keep him off the floor. And that's really what we're after. I mean, you know, John Calipari was going to reward that kind of play, um, which is what we all want. You go out there and play hard and we'll keep you on the floor, earn your minutes. And he did that. Um, and I just think it was great to see, you know, um, really how his game has progressed a little bit as well, too. I think he showed some nice ball handling. He showed some nice touch, passed the ball well. He rebounded. He did a little bit of everything in that game, which I think shows you that his game has grown as well, too. And Devin, ask you, it's been fun to watch him progress, too. Now, Florida got Kentucky to turn it over 14 times. A lot of that has to do with the Gator style of play and how they press you, speed you up, and look for those turnovers. But Askew has really lowered the turnover rate in the last couple of games. In fact, uh, outside of the three turnovers against Florida, he's been pretty spectacular taking care of the basketball in SEC play so far. But I think that's part of the turnaround for this team, too, is Askew has seemed to settle into that point guard role. He's taking better care of the basketball. Well, you had to have the chance to do that, you know. I mean, I think um, Big Blue Nation. I know how you know we, and I'll say we because I'm part of the you know the fan base that that bleeds blue. But you know, we we want a kid, and I say kid because that's exactly what he is. He's the youngest kid on the team. He reclassified and came in super young um, to be able to come in and play at a high level and not have the ability to learn. I don't. I don't think that doesn't add up for me. We have to give a guy like that um, the ability to come in and make some mistakes and learn and understand um, how the game needs to be played and at what intensity level it has to be played and and make those mistakes. You just have to live through those mistakes in order to be able to get to the other side of it. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. We're seeing his, his basketball IQ is improving. You're seeing him make good decisions. All of those things are a result of him um, you know, really kind of hitting a point um, where, yeah, you're right, Darren, he's hitting his stride, and he's really starting to figure some things out, and it is incredibly fun to, to watch. And what I say to, to a kid, and he's very mature. Yeah, He had a really great soundbite, I thought, last week about um, when asked about a demotion, and he said, I think I needed it. I think it was exactly what what I needed to motivate myself. But then also, if this is what my team needs, that's what I'll do. So a kid that, you know, could have popped off and had, you know, some sort of smart aleck remark or said something about it or been on social media about it, he didn't do that. And he chose to take responsibility and say, um, if this is what the team needs, that's what I'll do. And I'm not sure what more you could ask for out of the guy. 
You can join Dave Baker and Jack Gibbons on the Don Franklin Auto Countdown to tip-off. Coverage of Kentucky versus Alabama tomorrow night. It begins at 7.30 with a tip-off at 9 p.m. inside Rupp Arena here on the UK Sports Network. And, uh, Christy, just to wrap up our conversation on men's basketball before we switch to the women coming up in just a minute, uh, this is a big challenge tomorrow night against Alabama. They're playing some of the best basketball in the SEC. I heard Tom Leach mention they get a shot up every 14 seconds. They shoot threes. This is really going to stretch Kentucky's defense tomorrow night. Well, I think there's no better time to play them than now <laughs> when you're on a three-game winning streak, when your confidence is an all-time high. I thought Kentucky's defense was better in the last game against Florida than it's been all season long. That They, they really ratcheted that up a notch. So um, I'd say there's, there's no better time to play a team like that than now. Well, we'll we'll get to watch it tomorrow night again. It's a 9 o'clock tip at Rupp Arena, Kentucky and Alabama with pregame starting at 7.30. Let's take a quick timeout, and we'll switch over to the women's side and talk about a tough stretch of games for the uh, Kentucky Wildcats in women's basketball coming up. This is Big Blue Nation Radio presented by Clark's Pump and Shop on the UK Sports Network. This is BBN Radio presented by Clark's Pump and Shop. Darren Hedrick with you, and we have Christy Thomas joining us on the line right now, and Christy, this uh, women's basketball team dropped to number 12 in the latest AP poll after uh, losing a pair of games to then number 8 Texas A&M. They moved up to number 7, still undefeated on the year. Fifth-ranked South Carolina snuck away yesterday with a five-point win at Memorial Coliseum. In your time covering the Kentucky women's program, do you ever remember a tougher stretch of four games than what this group just (laughs) endured over the last two weeks? Absolutely not. This is crazy. This is crazy. I mean, but I, I think it's um, it, it's twofold. It goes to show even when you're playing teams that are in the bottom of the SEC, this is still a, a brutal um, you know schedule yeah. to play when you get into SEC play in January. So take into account that now you're playing ranked team after ranked team and um no i I don't ever remember uh, even with you know a tough little stretch of non-conference games i I don't ever remember something this brutal um but again this goes to show you just how good women's basketball is in the sec yeah and you know you mentioned that about how tough this conference is i think the latest bracket projections put out by charlie cream of espn.com has eight SEC programs in the tournament right now. Kentucky just played four that are likely to be in regardless. You've still got Tennessee twice on the schedule with a makeup game in there somewhere. You've still got to play uh, Georgia. Alabama's played great to start the year. They've got off to a nice, I think, three and one start in the conference. So you're right about the uh, rugged schedule in the SEC. But I think this also, this four game stretch has made this team battle-tested. They've played five teams in the top 15. I'm not really sure you can throw anything at them at this point they haven't already seen. I I would agree. And I think, you know, as you look at that stretch of games, too, I mean, you know, I think in some weird way, the basketball gods were kind of smiling on Kentucky for that unit for that Tennessee game to be postponed because you throw that into the mix, um, you know, in Knoxville, a team that, you know, can play so well in uh, Thompson Bowling Arena, then that that was a break that I think they really needed that was unexpected. But you're exactly right. Going on the road to College Station, I thought that was a tough game for them when you look at how, you know, they that was a 17-point loss. And, and, and they really, had a lead in that game. They did. They had a lead. And then it, it really swung so far the other way um, that, you know, I think that that was a good lesson to say, you know, you got you got a lead. How can you hang on to it, especially on the road, against um, such a tough team like A&M? 
And then, you know, a valuable lesson was learned, um, you know, yesterday against South Carolina. Again, you've got a lead. They had a nine-point lead at Mm -hmm. one point. Um, You've got to be able to put the hammer down. And I think that there were some adjustments South Carolina made in the second half that Kentucky really struggled with. Um, you know, if, if Kentucky can figure out how to stop a straight line drive, and I yeah. don't care who's dribbling the basketball, any position one through five on the floor had the ability yesterday on Kentucky to drive straight to the hole without anyone stepping over, no rotation. So that's definitely something I know Kyra Elsey is going to, um, is going to really hammer home this week in practice. And then as a result of that, getting to the rim like that, even if they didn't hit the layup, everybody was in position to rebound for South Carolina. So um, that was a, a problem for Kentucky in the second half as well. And single-handedly, the reason why the, the Gamecocks were able to come back. But but you're right. Lessons learned, lots that you take with you as you you know turn the corner here to um, you know take a breath for just a second before you get going again. And Christy, I know uh, she didn't score yesterday against South Carolina, but Kiki McKinney has been on a tear. She's shot the ball well from outside. She's scored double-digit figures in three of the last four. How fun is it to see her confidence blossom like it has over the last couple of weeks against really tough competition? She deserves it. She's a player that's really earned it. She's worked hard. Um, I I love her enthusiasm for the game. I love the emotional... um, the emotional piece of what she brings to this team. You know, she is really, truly an emotional leader. You know, there was uh, one game that was in that stretch. I forget which one, and you may even know it, but um, Robin Benton was wanted to argue a call. And, and Arkansas. I, she, they gathered up right before free throw, and she said, just shut your mouth, just shut your mouth. You could, <laughs> you could read her lips and say she was, just shut your mouth, and let's, you know, let's move on. I mean, you know, she's right. Yeah. Uh, very mature way of, um, of really bringing the team together and, and really rallying them. She is a joy to watch and um so yeah I, I'm, I'm happy to see her doing so well she absolutely deserves it and then there's ryan howard who yesterday did not was not able to get a shot to fall from outside she was 0 for 5 from 3 she still had 32 points <laughs> amazing to me her uncanny ability to create something out of nothing and she decided hey the shot from outside isn't falling let me move about five feet closer to the basket and she was lethal yesterday inside the arc anywhere on the floor that's what all Americans do, right? You figure it out. If it's not working one place, you go someplace else, you know. So, and for her, there are so many shots that like that. I think for her that when she, when they go up, you think, oh no, and then they go in. You <laughs> think, did she really just shoot that? And it midair, you think, no, 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 and then it goes in. You're like, oh, of course it went in. It's Ryan Howard. I mean, so you know, I think that um, that she is a, a true. Um, a, a true all-American in the sense that you want to stop me and try to shut me down this way, I will beat you this another way. And um, you know, not very many players can do that. You know, oftentimes if, if one piece of their game gets shut down, they really get rattled. So from the mental aspect, I think that we're really seeing her take a huge leap from her sophomore to her junior year and how she can handle that and then how she responds. She doesn't let it get the best of her. She doesn't let her emotions play into it. She just goes out there and says, all right, we'll find another way. Chatting with Christy Thomas, and Christy, I wanted to talk a little bit of football with you while we had you on the program tonight, but we got to take our quick time out, so we'll go ahead and do that, and we'll chat some football when we come back. This is BBN Radio on the UK Sports Network. Darren Hedrick with you here on the BBN Radio, uh, presented by Clark's Pump and Shop, joined by Christy Thomas. We're going to talk a little Kentucky football in about the uh, five minutes we've got remaining here, but before we really dive into it, I want to go quickly to some audio that Curtis Birch has from Justin Rigg, who joined him on the Behind Kentucky Football podcast. They talked about uh, the tight end room and what that's like going into the offseason. Going forward, you know, we talked about you having to miss some games. 
the the talking to the coaches, the the twelve personnel with two tight ends was such a important part of your offense going into the season. That was a big part of the plan. Brendan goes down um, with some injury and, and misses some time. Now going into next year, you're back, of course. Keaton, Brendan, Nicholas is back. Is you know coming into uh, his will be his third season. You got another freshman tight end coming in. I mean. How much? How exciting is that for your room to know you get a chance to run it back when so many things went wrong in the last season? Yeah, because we we always used to joke about it. Like we'd always have all three tight ends back or all four tight ends back, and then two of us would get hurt, one of us would get hurt, and we'd only either have one or two guys that could go in. So we never really got to show our full capability. Uh, and I feel like going into this next season, having full capacity going in, that with every single one of us will be showing everybody what this whole 12 personnel is all about because we are all really great tight ends and I feel like our our ceiling is limitless. How big an advantage does that um, grouping, formation grouping give to to an offense? What are the advantages of, of having two tight ends on the field? Uh, I feel like with the tight end, like it's uh, – it kind of – you can do anything with it. You can spread us out. You can put us in line. You could – and I really think it puts an effect on the defense because you really don't know if they're running the ball. You don't know if they're passing the ball. You don't know if there's those play action plays. And I feel like it really puts a bind on the defense to really lock in on two tight ends uh, in there. And then it just, if you are running the ball, it really, there's that extra, extra force uh, that's coming with it. And that was Justin Rigg with Curtis Birch on Behind Kentucky Football. You can subscribe to that podcast via Spotify, SoundCloud, and most podcast players. Christy Thomas joining us here on BBN Radio. Christy, I'm sure you heard that conversation between Curtis and Justin. Full tight end room now. A lot of excitement around a new offense. This is going to be an interesting spring. To Hopefully we're able to see uh, what this new offense and this team might look like. Get a little preview once we get into spring football. I'm ready for football to start now. I mean, my <laughs> gosh, with things like that, with comments like that, you know, I think there is so much upside and so much. So, look, we had December 16th, we had signing day. That's always so exciting to know uh, what kind of talent is coming in, you know, who who were who was Kentucky able to recruit. But then there was almost another signing day after the bowl when so many guys said they were coming back, which I think is very telling these yeah. guys weren't ready to move on. They want to come back. They think there's unfinished business. You have a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterbacks coach, a new running backs coach. All of these things start to spell um, these guys being really excited about um, what the possibilities are. And, and they know that this past year they didn't play up to their full potential. A lot of it wasn't their fault. But, um, you know, I, I just think that that is – is so reassuring. I love listening to these guys say they're all healthy, that they all want to be together. They can't wait to play. Um, I think that I was excited about this season coming in. I'm just glad we even played football, so I'll take right. whatever <laughs> right. whatever happened there. But but to think about what the possibilities are for next season has me ready to start football now. Well, Krista, we got about 20 seconds left, so we got to let you go. But thanks so much for joining us. It was great talking football and basketball, and hope we get to do it again soon. Me too. Thanks so much for having me, Darren. I always appreciate it. Yeah, that's Christy Thomas from the UK Sports Network. This has been BBN Radio. Remember, coming up next, it's the Kyra Elsie Show here on the UK Sports Network.